welcome to Maiden Speech. My name is Monica Ferguson, portrait photographer and self-love advocate from New Zealand. Each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to uplift and empower you. Thanks for hanging out. Now let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Made in Speech. I'm Monica Ferguson, and today my amazing guest who's been on several times before dropping wisdom bombs is the lovely Zareen Sheik Cope. And today we were talking about self-belief, believing in yourself, that kind of thing. And as usual, we go off on a bunch of tangents, um, which is great because actually you can't really look at this sort of thing in isolation. But for those of you who don't know Zareen, she is a filmmaker, a speaker, an author, an absolute powerhouse, and she specializes in emotional resiliency. So this is absolutely one not to miss. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, got so many, um, I got so many nice compliments about you over the break. Everyone was listening to our podcasts. Oh my gosh. So shout out to people. Thank you so much for your messages of support. Yeah, so yeah. Thank you. Can't wait to see which, um, what wisdom bombs you're going to drop today. <laughs> so you have the hard job. I just sit here. <laughs> well, that's not true. That's not true. We converse. We do converse. Yes. That is we converse. True. You have lots of interesting things. <laughs> and you're good at challenging me as well. And put me on the spot. Oh, yeah, well, I am good at that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, so today we're going to focus on beliefs, yeah? Yes. In particular, I would love to cover believing in yourself. Yes. I think it's a, a massive, massive thing that almost no one does very well, um, where it's very easy to believe in everyone else around you. But mm. actually applying that to yourself, I thought, mm, what a juicy topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's a real yeah, it is no and it's an interesting one because you hear so much you hear it so much don't you believe in yourself believe in yourself mm -hmm. like there's I'm sure there's like lots of quotes and memes and yep. all sorts right mm. yeah what does yeah, it yeah. mean <laughs> see to me I, I look at that believe in yourself and I'm like that's great but what the fuck does that actually mean <laughs> I yeah, depending on your life. mood. Yeah. Yep. Some days you're all over that. Some days you're like, I feel good, I look good, I'm crushing life. And other days it's just like, oh, I can't. Like I just can't add up today. Um, yeah, I think it's like a continuum. It seems like it's, you know, where you change even within the hour, probably. Sometimes you can really hype yourself up and you're just owning it, and then other times it's not. But I guess it kind of brings up a lot of our other conversations around things like self-awareness because surely in order to truly believe in yourself you need to understand who you are and learn to value that first otherwise how do you believe in yourself unless you truly believe that you have something to offer that you are valuable that you understand what it is that makes you you all of these things I guess <laughs> yes yeah well you know that I'm a huge advocate of like self-awareness and yes. I think that I but yeah, because I honestly, like, I'm not kidding. I have looked at, at, at those, you know, that, that kind of concept of believing yourself. And I have actually thought to myself, well, what, you know, what does that actually look like? What does that mean? Um, yeah. And I think you're right. And I think uh, part of that process could be filtering out the shit, yeah. right? And filtering out the, and, and having that realization of here are my strengths here are my weaknesses. 
here are my my likes here are my dislikes yeah and until you are aware of those four things and possibly other things as well that i haven't quite thought about but when you when you get an understanding of that then to me that gives you a, a base of where to start because the thing I wouldn't want to do is talk about, yeah, go believe in yourself. And then people listen to it and they're like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. 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 Totally. So, um, no, another, uh, another thing that jumps to my head is I heard this quote, three words and it's pop, it pops into my head almost on a daily. Uh, well, not three words, miscounting four words, courage first, then confidence. And I think that this is where, a lot of this comes from is when you actually prove to yourself what you're capable of. And if I think about myself as a photographer, how many shoots did I go into just shaking, thinking, oh my God, can I pull this off? Um, but it's over time that you develop that confidence and that's where that belief comes from that I can walk into a shoot now and know that I'm going to make that person look and feel good without question. But how many times did it take me to get to that point? You know, <laughs> when yeah. I was like shaking under a table. <laughs> Yes. And I, I remember actually, um, I remember like I, I, I trained some people in, in a different life when I worked in a different job mm. and I could see like nervousness coming through in them. And so what I would say to them is something that I told myself when I was nervous and in their situation is, and I actually said this to people who trained me. Um, so I didn't come out of the womb knowing this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can you can you explain it to me can you you know because a lot of things in life we have to learn mm -hmm. yes we you know there are some of us who are born with great talent in certain areas but even great talent needs hard work and we need to learn and we and you're right that courage thing is about being afraid and still going ahead and doing it anyway mm -hmm. and one thing that can help with doing that is to change your narrative on your beliefs around what you perceive as, as a failure or what you perceive as your worst case scenario. Taking your worst case scenario actually and accepting that, you know, and getting yourself to a point where you say, um, yes, this is, a re this is really uncomfortable. Like for example, if I was to stand up and speak in front of people and they were all to, um, like laugh at me say or think I, I was really bad mm. that would be horrible but it wouldn't be like the end of my world as I know it yeah and it's about it's about having those kind of insights and sort of really telling yourself over and over and over I will be uncomfortable but it won't be the end of the world and actually if it does go tits up or if I do get criticized or whatever, how can I use that as a learning experience? Yeah. You know, and, and that as well is coming under that whole, my strengths, my weaknesses, my strengths. Yes. I may like enjoy talking and stuff. It might not be my strength yet. And maybe I have to work on that. And maybe that will come based on feedback that I have from people, which I might not necessarily like to hear. Mm -hmm. so yes it is it is about taking a, a leap of courage but it's also about like I think um to quote a famous quote keep it real I don't know who started that quote, <laughs> that whole keeping it real wow. <laughs> I hear the kids talking saying that all the time um 
but you know me, uh, Monica, and I, and I always, I always try and see the other side of everything, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. I see that, and that thing, you know, when I had texted you that day about uh, toasters and kettles, mm-hmm. right? I love, I love my. You call it a jug here, right? I love my jug. Okay, yeah. it's 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 really great, and it provides me with the heat from my hot water bottle. It provides me with my cups of tea and stuff, but I would not give it my bread. That's right. right? And expect it to toast my bread for it is merely a jug, not a toaster, right? Or not merely, it is a jug, not a toaster. So um, I think it's about, it's not about saying I can't, I can't dream right? I can't have this belief in myself and I can't dream that, you know, one day I want to be this or I want to be that. It's not, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But if you totally set yourself up to say, I'm, I'm going to do this and everything is riding on this and this is my be all and this is my end all. And you don't achieve that. You're going to come crashing down further and harder. Um, than if you have a more realistic opinion about, yes, I want to be this, but I have to understand that I, I may have to work. I may have to work harder than other people because maybe that comes naturally to other people and it doesn't come naturally to me. Therefore, yeah. I am going to have to put more work into it. Yeah. But to me, um, everything that we, that we do that brings us abundance has to be worked at. Yeah. You know, it's like a garden. You go out, you plant the seeds, or I don't, my husband does. Um, <laughs> plants the seeds and then I watch him in in the garden you know and I watch as he sees what comes to fruition and that's you know it's about that it's about putting in the hard work first to see the the rewards at the end of it so it's all about keeping it realistic and I think in terms of that watching the garden grow the other thing that I would say on that is um it takes time so if you're there and you have this belief in yourself and it's unrealistic in its time frame, again, you're putting yourself in a position that you don't need to be in. Mm. Yeah. But yes, I also think you're right in that um, there is a lot of anxiety and fear around making fools of ourselves or uh, f- this fear of failure thing. And I know we've talked about about that before and and that whole concept of you you are not a failure because you have failed at a task it doesn't make you a failure as a whole you know and that thing of like man I can't cook for shit (laughs) I made my daughter she asked me one thing can you make me a birthday cake I made her a birthday cake yeah (laughs) Yeah. I made her I made her a birthday cake and um Usually, you know, I, I would prefer to buy them and decorate them. I love decorating with the old fondant and stuff. I enjoy that. Yeah. But actually the whole <laughs> baking process, no. And I made the cake and I, I put it in the oven. I brought it out and it dropped on the floor. <gasps> and, and I think like the floor was worse off than the cake, right? Yeah. So, you know, am I a failure as a human <laughs> No, just because I can't make the cake, it doesn't make me a failure as as a human. So there's that element of it as well. I think like believing in yourself is quite a, you know, it's quite a complex thing. There's a lot of things that we have to look at. Yes. And my brain's going crazy now because now we're talking about this stuff. I feel like self-belief 
is really about having your own back. And that's regardless of what you do or achieve or buy or own or what other people think of you. That's all about you, yeah, dropping a cake on the floor and and laughing. Yeah. You can't <laughs> like, yeah. can have self-belief without self-love. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm going to write that down. Um, that's the thing. And I keep thinking about self-belief about my coach and my coaching clients um, and how one of the biggest components is actually celebrating everything along the way. So, you know, when you're mm. talking about your big goal, yep, we have massive goals as we yes. know, because we talk about them all the time. Those <laughs> are great, but there also has to be, I guess the, one of the things is, are we sort of connecting our identity to that thing? Like we have to do that in order to be worthy Mm. Um, but also taking time and it's so cheesy, but journey, not the destination, you know, like, um, when some of my, when I first started down this kind of path of being really deliberate around the way that I speak to myself and all that kind of thing, I would celebrate the smallest things like, um, if something normally would have really triggered like an angry response and I just didn't react to it. I'm like, yes, like I'm mastering my mind. This is amazing. You know, that sort of stuff is so exciting because it's like you can actually see your growth and track your progress. That's incredible because then how does that roll out into the rest of your life? If I'm able to shift the, re the way I react or the way that I look at something in a positive way, that's only going to snowball into even bigger and better things, which means that as I go towards my big goal, I have more capabilities of dealing with bigger challenges, bigger stress, whatever. It's like I'm becoming the person that I want to become in order to get that goal anyway. So I feel like this is a huge thing. And especially as Kiwis, we do not do this very well. Um, actually own our success and be proud of ourselves and talk about it. It's all very hush-hush, you know, like, oh, if you, if you celebrate yourself, you're up yourself. She loves herself. I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I really like what you said there about um, your identity being tagged to one thing, right? Mm. Because, because when you think about how badly you could spiral if you tag your identity to that one thing. And mm -hmm. it is important that you do have things outside of the main, like that main dream that you have, that, that big main ultimate goal it is vitally important that you have other things as well going on mm. around you because um, I was reading recently um, and it was a book and it, it was talking about um, how your, your big goal that, that you have, you know, um, and getting, getting there and the difference between gratification and pleasure and that mm. a lot of things that, that we do in life that bring us gratification are actually not that enjoyable whilst we're achieving them. So, for example, the example it gave, and that book is called Authentic Happiness. Mm -hmm. down. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you the author of that in a bit. His name slips, slips my mind at the moment. But basically, about books from you now to read. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, he, he talked about he gave the example of um, learning to play tennis, mm -hmm. you know, or learning to play the piano. And it's not these things are not as enjoyable. Like I'm teaching myself to play the piano, and it's not as enjoyable 
like having to remember all the notes and how my fingers go and playing Frere Jacques like two lines from <laughs> Frere Jacques over and over again right that's not the enjoyable part but when I move on and I can play like whole songs I'm really gonna enjoy that it's gonna be a real awesome way to relax so that's yeah. that that's that big gratification so but if all I'm doing is Frere Jacques I'm that's gonna be shit so I need other things as well that are going on for me, you know, to balance that out. And I'm, I'm not sure that that's the point that he was making, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying that, you know, I get when the point is made that you must have other things in your life as well. You know, yeah. to me, that's one of the reasons why. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like that. And that thing you were saying about the, um, like how you, how you react to things. So, um, it's much better to respond than to react. Like to me, to my mind, like reacting is just that boom off the cuff, like exactly how you're feeling and you go. Um, whereas responding seems to warrant where you take a little bit more time and think about that. And that is, yeah. that is a growth mindset. And that is yeah. all about looking at your, your beliefs and are my beliefs serving me? And do I need to hit like a hundred on something? you know, like I'm absolutely raging about this, like, does it actually, does it actually really matter? And where is it coming from? And that's that whole, um, I love the cognitive behavioral therapy. And that's that whole, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy is great for that whole looking at what is the, the activating event? What is the thing that triggers you? Yeah. And what is your belief around that? What are the consequences of that? And mm. so how can you reframe that? Which I'm not sure that that ties in with, with, um, <laughs> with believing in yourself, but yeah. But it, I think it does because these are all things, if, you, if you're constantly filling your head with like lack thoughts and negative thoughts and mm. sort of talking down to yourself, of course, like we need to have that awareness so that um, we have control. We actually have the ability to choose instead of like you say, react, which I love that. That's exactly it. I stopped reacting and started responding that's yeah. the difference that was actually the key um okay so here's a big question for you ready for it <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm sitting down so <laughs> i think i really want to try and if we can break this down as much as possible for people who are quite early on this sort of journey because mm. i constantly meet people who just despise themselves or just you know mm. it's like but actually get to this point as, as a long, you know, distance for them. So I'm thinking, what advice would you give to someone who, like, how do you begin to believe in yourself when no one else around you believes in you? Oh, why so do you say you fuck what other people think? Let's say it's your family. <laughs> that would be the first question I would ask, right? Yeah. yeah. Why, why do you care what they think? Because, because really that is something that you have to analyze. Why do I care? Of course, we're going to care what people who we perceive as important to us think of us. That's a natural human thing. And I I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing that that comes a lot from, you know, that human nature and that need to belong. We need to belong. And and if you look at, you know, what's been said about way, way back um, in times where you wanted to stay with the tribe, conformity is, is a great thing. Because if you conform, then you know, that keeps you safe. You stay with the tribe. You don't get 
thrown out as an outcast. Mm. Um, but you have to, you have to look at like, why do I care what that person thinks? Okay, this person is important to me because I respect them, because they're my mother, because they're my father. Um, and you have to remember that all human beings, all of these people that we deem as important, they also are only human. Mm-hmm. You know, so none of us are perfect. Even though I hate that term perfect, I don't even believe in the concept yeah. of perfect. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, so that, that would be the first thing. To answer your question, that would be the first thing I would do is, is, find, is ask that person to look at the reasons why they think what that person thinks is important. And then I would also look at um, significance mm-hmm. as well because we are the most significant to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we may spend, I may spend um, time thinking, you know, I've done something, say, um, oh, for example, because I like to use examples, it makes it clearer in my head. Yeah, (laughs) me too. (laughs) Right. So for example, I was away at my in-laws. We have a family batch that my sister-in-law and brother-in-law own. And Mm -hmm. we went there. Now, I could quite easily have said something or acted in a way and then spent my whole time thinking, oh, I can't believe I said that. That was so silly. What will they think? Ra ra ra. But in actual fact, people are so busy, like they'll give it a thought maybe, unless it really offended them or was really upsetting to them. They'll give it a thought and they'll move on to all of the other stuff that they're thinking about and all of the other people who they interact with in their lives. But here I am, you know, like thinking that I'm so significant that they should be thinking about what I said mm-hmm. every minute of every day. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's also trying to get a, a hold, a realistic picture on how much that person is actually thinking about what we did. Yeah. Okay. Cause it's, I, I can pretty much guarantee it's not as much as we think, unless of course you've done something that's, that's really horrified them or whatever. Um, yeah. Was that what you were meaning or were you, were you want, did you? Oh, hi, who knows what I mean? I just throw questions out and see what comes back. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is very professional. (laughs) Well, but I mean, it's a huge, like that's a huge thing to take, to take someone, to sit in a room with someone who completely despises themselves. Yeah. um, Totally. And cares about what other people think, then that would be, obviously that would be my sort of question. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm curious because that's where I started as well. That's exactly where Mm -hmm. I was, you know, and it was that first time that I caught myself that I actually heard myself say these things. And that was like kind of what captured my attention. And then from there, that's when I was, I became aware that I actually had a choice to to like to say these things to myself or not, you know. Um, But I guess, yeah, I think it's a, it's a huge thing in our, in our, especially in our culture is that we just, don't believe in ourselves or if we like we're not really allowed to either you know yeah I think (laughs) as well I think as well um if I'm sitting with a family member and I'm worried about you know I'm beating myself up over something that I've done or I've said why am I not allowing myself to give equal if not more importance to the things I've said and done that have been, that have made them laugh, that have made them feel comforted, that have, you know, why, why am I given, why am I given all the glory to just those times where I feel like 
oh, I'm embarrassed about that, or, you know, I feel like this is a problem, or where's my evidence? Yeah. And yeah. why am I, and why am I not giving, why am I not giving a balanced, you know, why is my brain not balancing? And of course, as we've discussed before, there are those biases in the brain, um, which make it, they make it hard. They make it harder for us to look at the good because for a thousand good things, we'll find the one negative and we'll dwell on that. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that so fun? <laughs> yeah. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I've had about 10 other questions pop up and now they've all gone blank. They'll come back. <laughs> oh no, sorry. Um, okay. Yeah. Just interrupt me at any point. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's really important to understand that, like, we're all human. We're all human. So we all make mistakes. We all do things that, you know, we might not have otherwise done. And then you throw, like, a really interesting thing, which is slightly off topic, but, oh, my God, it's so fascinating, <laughs> is, um, you know, how much our behavior changes according to our social situation. Oh, yes. I've given this example that you gave in one of our last podcasts to literally dozens of people. <laughs> this is so accurate. And it, oh, I love this stuff. Well, what I was going to say before, real quick, before we jump into that, is um, so really, it seems like in order to have a really healthy self belief, we need to be looking to ourselves for validation and no one else. The weight of our own acceptance of ourselves needs to be so much stronger than what anyone else thinks of us. Yes, because what they think of us is just based around their narratives. And where do they get yeah. their narratives from? So their narratives are helped, shaped by their experience and their families and their friends and their work life and, and all, of, yeah. all of theirs. So yeah. um, what you're comparing it to is something that you can't really compare it to because mm. you're not the same person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. Can you jump in and give that example again? Because I feel like people will get such a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah, which, which example? For... Around like the daily social stuff and all that kind of thing. And how like the narrative and how we behave, how we respond to things based on... Oh you know, man, yeah. I think the, the greatest, the greatest, um, well, one of the greatest um, examples of that is the Stanford Prison Experiment. Mm-hmm. That was done, I think it was in the 70s. Um, and that was where they took a bunch of students and um, put them into a situation where some of the students were prisoners and some of them were guards. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely fascinating to see how the people started behaving, in particular the guards, mm. um, who were behaving in ways that you wouldn't have otherwise expected them to behave. Um, there's also the experiment, I can't remember the name of it at this point, um, but it's one where they took um, people to give electric shocks to someone and they were told that this person maybe had a heart condition or something mm -hmm. and if they got the answer wrong, they had to give them an electric shock. I mean, geez, you only have to look at uh, what happened with Adolf Hitler, you know? Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and you can see that, you know, People behave in different ways according to um, their, you know, what, whatever is going on for them socially or whatever circumstance that they find themselves in. And so I always fa find that fascinating when research is done, because when 
research is done and um, you're pulling in, say, 200 people to do certain research on in one day or in one week, and then like you could do that like three, four, five months down the line and how they respond to that experiment can be completely different. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's really, it is really important to factor that in. But yes, do you want, uh, are, those ex- are those examples? Give, can you give like an everyday real an life everyday example? An everyday example. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let me think of, um, yeah, okay. So, uh, oh man, I have a very basic example that's popped into my head. I, just, I, can't, I can't help you. <laughs> okay, so say for example, um, I go out to eat. I go out for a meal, right? I go out for a meal with my husband. It's more casual. Share food. I'll let him try off my fork. Blah blah blah. I'm 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 conscious about ordering the food that I I really want to have. All the rest of it. Um, mm-hmm. If I go out say like um, in another lifetime when I went out on business meetings, I would be very aware of, of what I was ordering because um, <laughs> so because obviously with some of the food, it might take me a bit longer to chew it or eat it or is it going to get in my teeth? You know, yeah. those kind of things. <laughs> what is an appropriate wine to order in these circumstances, right? Yeah. So there is a, there is a very, um, you know, like a real ex- uh, the other examples were obviously real too, but here is a very real one. Yeah. And if you think about that, think about how you even eat at home versus when you go out and eat with friends. You know, yeah. there's one one different one. Or how you even behave with a certain group of friends and family or a certain mm-hmm. group of friends versus another group of friends or one friend versus another friend. Okay, we're quite mm-hmm. adaptive you know, and that's been a great survival skill is to be able to adapt. Yeah. Not everyone is like that. You know, you do, you do get people who just, they are just the same the the whole way through, but I don't know, perhaps the majority of us, we, we will adapt. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So let's bring it back down. Let's bring it back down a little bit. Um, Okay, so we're talking about beliefs, we're talking about self-belief in particular. Now, what are the things that you do to help you believe in yourself and like pick yourself up when you need it? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, (laughs) What do I do? I think one of the biggest things um, that I ever did for myself in that way was to, to not take myself so seriously. Mm. right um because by doing that it helped me to and it's not that I don't care what other people think because I am human you know and I do have those times when I do care like I go up and I stand to uh to speak and I'm like so nervous like before that I'm constantly in the toilet weeing right it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. so nervous I'm just I've forgotten everything I don't know what to say what if someone in the audience goes oh she's talking shit oh. yeah. um yeah, yeah. so I'm not I'm not immune to it just because I know stuff and I don't think any of us are immune to it because we know stuff um but I think but th- you know honestly that that really did help me one was to understand um one was to take myself le- less seriously 
and to understand that it wouldn't be the end of the world, you know, certain situations. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, what I did was I, I challenged myself, and I'm not saying like this isn't the order that I did it in. These are just things I've done to help myself. Um, yeah. Challenge, like challenge. Whenever I had a thought that came in that said to me, "Oh, who am I to be doing this?" Yeah. I challenged that by saying, "Okay, where where is the evidence to show?" to show what I'm believing and where is the evidence to show like what is a positive thing on that like why I'm able to do what what I believe I you know what I want to do um Mm -hmm. and the other thing was also to 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 kind of take a step back from my belief about my significance in everyone else's life Mm. now that's that's not to say that um I decided that I'm worth nothing to anyone not at all you know like I'm a mother I'm I'm a wife I'm a stepmother I'm friend I'm a family of people so it wasn't to um it wasn't to take my significance to a level where I have no significance in these people's lives but it was to try and understand that I think more about the shit that I've done than other people think about it yeah okay because I've not I've not gone up and like bashed someone in the face or you know stab someone or you know being too awful so yeah yeah you don't have to worry about any of that with me um I'm more likely to hug you to death to be honest um but yeah so it like yeah really and I think I'm gonna say it again I don't know if I'll ever get through a podcast Monica without without saying about like the whole social media thing I actually but, thought we know, did so well to get this far without bringing it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. And I'm, I'm sorry, like, I don't, I don't hate social media. I say this every time. It's my disclaimer. Yeah. I don't hate social media. But I can't imagine how difficult it must be to not feel that huge pull towards significance. Mm-hmm. If so, you know, if I was on social media constantly... And it, it was like a huge, huge, huge part of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think it's not so bad for you and I, and uh, you know, like our generations, but it does make me fear for the teenagers of today, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. I think, um, you know, the, the significance that, that they are gaining um, through that is, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be that healthy in the long run. Um, so yes, so that, so that as well. And I try and I try to keep it real <laughs> when it comes to that in terms of significance. So those are some of the things. And also just doing the, the ABC, the cognitive, you know, whenever I felt myself, um, or whenever I feel myself, it's not like, oh yeah, I worked it all out. No, that would be <laughs> a bullshit lie. Um, yeah. whenever I feel myself doing that, that self you know beating up and and feeling like I I want this goal but I can't achieve it mm-hmm. is that thing of of really going well what is causing me to to feel like this and challenging it and I think mm-hmm. also um trying to keep what I hope is a is a healthy um realistic view on my jug and my toaster you know like I I can I'm not a good singer 
Okay, so I'm not going to go out and go, oh, I want to, you know, I want to have a number one hit. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, that's just not where, where my talent lies, right? So I'm, re- you know, I'm realistic about that, you know, so I just, I just annoy everyone around me by not caring and singing anyway, but I'm certainly not phoning up Simon Cowell for a record deal. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind it's kind of like that. So, and I'll tell you something as well, like, um, in the areas where I, where I've wanted to achieve something and not had, had the belief, some, sometimes what I've done is actually work out, well, what do I need? What do I need to have under my belt? What skills do I need? What tools do I need? What, what emotional tools do I need? Uh, what academic tools do I need? What do I need to achieve this goal? Mm-hmm. And is it, is it worth learning these skills? Is it something I'm capable of doing? And if it is, then I've gone for it. And it's not been easy. It's not, I'm not like one of those super smart people where I, it, you know, it all just goes in and I'm like, retaining all of the information and I have a photographic memory and I'm like uh, super intelligent not at all you know yeah but I know with that with that work that I have a good chance of getting to to where I want to be so yay yeah those are my things I'm sure there are more I can't think of any right now yeah well those are pretty good ones (laughs) Yeah. yeah I love it though because it's often about taking action well like confronting your your own thoughts and figuring out if Mm. it's true or not and then um I love that what you were saying about looking for evidence because I I do this as well like if yeah if I have a thought that says something like I can't do that and I'm like is that true and then you think of 10 times that you did that already you're like oh (laughs) okay so that's not true so now we will do this instead instead of just being yeah (laughs) that's a really good exercise to do that is, that is, that is part of that, that ABC challenging. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cha- challenge and, and find out, like prove, like get the evidence, get the evidence that shows, and it might not be something directly. So you may not have done, um, I may not have given talks in public previously. Like obviously I didn't before I did my first one. Right. Yeah. But I had talked to friends and they, they found that topic interesting. They found it helpful. I had done the research and the reading and, and all of the rest of it to, to have that information, you know, and then mull it around with my own ideas and, and whatever and whatever. And so mm-hmm. that, that was evidence to show me. And I, I enjoy socializing. I enjoy chatting. So these were the things, these were the things that I could use as my evidence you know, so that I could go and give the first talk that I did. Yeah. Do you find, because a lot of people haven't actually heard you speak. However, something about you is at the moment that you stand up, everyone just looks at you, right? Because you have this energy that just radiates off you, this confidence. Mm -hmm. And I love that her mouth's full right now, so she can't talk. I'll just say more nice things at you while you can't respond. Um, (laughs) Water in my mouth, you can make me spit all over my laptop. (laughs) (laughs) So good. But what I was going to ask you is, do you find that one of the ways as well to help you get to that point of, you know, taking courage and stuff, which eventually leads to self-belief, is to actually connect into your bigger reason, like your why. Because if you know, okay, for example, uh, the topic that I'm speaking about is going to help so many parents 
parent better for their children. Therefore, it makes it easier for you to work through your nerves and your doubts because you know that the impact is huge. Oh, is yeah. That something that you do? yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, yeah, and that that is that like in all seriousness, that that is a huge thing for me, um, yeah. because as soon as I start talking about the subject, as soon as I start um, get getting into the topic it's way bigger than me, Hmm. you know? And, and I, as you know, I quite often use not so much when I'm talking about the, um, kids access and online pornography, but in the stuff I do around emotional resilience and things like that. Um, I'll quite often bring in personal stories, you know, that Hmm. are, that are funny and, you know, (laughs) because I do, I do find (laughs) them. I do that, that ability to laugh at yourself. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, it becomes, it's not like, I don't, I didn't set out to be an author or to be a speaker or to be a filmmaker, um, based on, um, like that whole thing of, oh, look at me, I'm, I'm speaking. I, or look at me, I'm making this film or look at me, I'm writing this book. Essentially it was, of course there's ego in that. You know, I think you'd be hard pushed to find anyone who does anything in that, you know, there that doesn't have some ego attached to it. But the majority of it is, oh man, I've learned this information and it really helped me. Or I think, you know, I know that this kind of information has helped people that I know. Hmm. So ultimately it's, it's about, it's about helping. Ultimately it's about the topic. And that the whole nerves and all of that stuff, they fade as soon as, as soon as I start talking, they fade and it becomes about the topic and it becomes about my relationship with all of the people who are sat there listening, you know, mm. it beca- because yeah. I, I want to be the safe space because, Hey, like I've been there with the emotional resilience. Um, quite a lot of it. I've been there. I know. I can laugh at it. I also understand how um, how much people need a safe space for those things because talking about emotions and feelings and all that kind of stuff can make people feel very vulnerable, and that then the vulnerability, you know, that makes the the discomfort or the discomfort, yeah, the vulnerability causes the discomfort. Mm-hmm. And I want to take that away because I want to say you you don't have to feel that discomfort you are you are here in a safe space yeah so that's that's like a really important thing for me is making people feel safe making them feel comfortable and then trying to to help with this information because obviously the the reason that they've come is because they want to know more about the subject and I want to do my best to present that in the way that I can now that's not to say that the way that I present it or the information that I present is the most um, you know, this is the only information that you should listen to. Not at all. Like, I'm not saying that I am like the leading expert or anything like that. I'm just saying, here is me. I love like imparting this information. I love sharing. I love making people feel safe. Here's what I have. Let me give that to you. And then afterwards, after I've done the talk, I have like an incredible, um, buzz from that, you know? It's incredibly, you know, it feels, it feels so good. Yeah. 
and then your self-belief rises. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing though, it does, because there's another, there's another talk that I've given, you know, that, you know, it's gone well, or even if it hasn't gone well, I mean, I've done, I did one workshop in particular where I was just absolutely inundated with, um, uh, someone who was just telling me who, who was challenging all the stuff that I was saying and taking it, well, that's not my experience. So it's not true. And, but even at that, you know, I went, well, that was really fucking hard. <laughs> that was terrible. Was it me? And of course I went through that whole kind of, um, you know, that time where I was like, my, my self-belief was like shaky, but then I went, well, no, actually, is there any truth in what they've said? And do I need to consider that? Mm-hmm. And, or do I need to understand where they're coming from and say, okay, well, that's, that's their opinion and that's okay. But I still hold true to what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. They're responding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not reacting. That's what we've learned today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's look at wrapping up yes if we would if we were to talk about maybe not the most important but three very important things that you would say to someone in terms of really developing their own self-belief yes if you had to sum it up into three what would they be um my first one would would be become become aware like educate Educate yourself to to understand about how we work, why we do what we do, all those kind of things. That that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Educate yourself, um, and then look at the the reasons why you feel the, the way that you do when it comes to the things that you don't believe. You know, when you do the self beat up and all those kind of things. And always, always throughout, I always say, um, if you need help to do these things, ask for it. None of this is easy. I didn't just, again, I didn't just pop out of the womb knowing any of this. Um, I didn't just decide only to research and learn it. I have been through therapy. I have been with coaches. I have, you know, I've, I've done all of that. So I think it's really, really important to be able to reach out for help. And, um, the third thing, oh man, it's just that there's so many how could I, how could I choose a third? Hmm. Let's see. So educate yourself, work out where your beliefs are coming from. And I think it would be really about getting a plan in place. Yeah. You know, getting a plan in place to help you to improve your belief in an appropriate way, your self belief in an appropriate and realistic way. Yeah. And execute the plan, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll just write the plan, execute it. <laughs> yes. Write the plan, execute the plan. Yes. But and when and that that first part, that first thing about the education, um both in the first and second and well and in the third part, throughout all those three things, don't be afraid to reach out to someone to help you because sometimes we can be so so far down the spiral that it is actually going to take someone else to come in and intervene to help to show us how to start doing those things. Yeah, 100%. And that's something that I've found actually extremely helpful with you is that even though I think a lot of the time I'm quite self-aware, you can't be when it's your own emotion. 
Like, mm. it, you know, if you've got a history with someone or something, it's like you're never just going to look at the situation without any sort of judgment or anything else coming in. So having someone look in from the outside who's objective and be able to actually say, okay, you know, it's so valuable <laughs> and it just snaps you oh, out of it. Yeah. Yeah, we all have we all have blind spots. Like, look, I've done done it too. I phoned you up and just like in tears almost, and just being like, I, you know, help. <laughs> you know, I've done it with yeah. my husband. Like, help. So, um, yeah, n- none of us. We we all need we all need help. <laughs> we all need help. <laughs> this is an inspiring today. <laughs> we all need help. Sorry, you're all fucked. You all need help. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, I'm not kidding about the help. Yeah, we all need help. We're not islands. Even though we like to think that we are, we are not. We are not not. self-sufficient islands. I love that. Yes, but I and I think um, the one the one thing that um, I would want people to really uh, really think about is um, you need to self-love to self-believe. Yeah. So that's where it starts. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a difference between loving yourself and then believing that you're capable, right? Yep, a hundred percent. And I guess too, if you um when you love yourself, you're gonna be more willing to risk things and take chances and put yourself out there because your your belief in yourself and your value is set. You're not looking to something else to make you worthy or valuable. Mm. If you've at least got that sort of as a foundation, then it's easier. It's still hard, but it's easier to then go, okay, I can actually try this. And if I fail, then I fail, but I'm not a failure because that didn't work or something. Yeah, because obviously when you have that um, self-belief, you do have more confidence. And the more confidence you have, the safer you feel. The safer you feel, the more risks that you want to take yeah. or can take or might want to take. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. 100%. It's a okay, pathway. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. 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 Okay. Cool. Well, let's leave it there for today. Um. Thank you so much for your time, as usual. Thank you very much. So many notes. Um. And I was just thinking for our listeners, if you guys have any topics that you would like to hear Zareen chat about, message them through to me, and I'll force her to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> I will ask her nicely to talk about them. I feel like saying thank you. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, I, you know me. I'm happy to talk. <laughs> happy to talk. My husband's happy when I talk like this instead of talking to him all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing my bit. Right. Yes. Okay, Rob, awesome. thank well, you very much. Yeah. All good. Cool. Well, thank you so much. That was thank awesome. You. I might just share with everyone, and no doubt I'll have you back very soon. Fantastic. Thanks, Monica. Sweet. Bye.